How to give a presentation to the Imperial Court while accidentally committing light treason by making a friend. From Civil Wars, Whistleblower Tactics, Schematic Drafting, and the Finer Points of Sith Adoption, the Essential How-To Guide for the Engineering Jedi, by Jack Daw read by Sam Gabriel, based on the works of George Lucas. Chapter 5 I Found Many a Friend Luke swore his life would never again be anything more than meetings and presentations, or at least that's the way it felt with how his life had been going these last few weeks. He'd hoped being in the palace would mean that his schedule would finally see some variation again, maybe let him get a peek into some of the hangars he knew were scattered around the monstrously large building, but no dice. Apparently, being on Imperial Center only meant that the people who'd previously not been able to get a hold of him now had both the chance and the excuse. Thankfully, Vader had been by his side during the first few of them, or Luke was sure he'd have made some critical mistake in etiquette the first time he'd had to speak to a bunch of senators, never mind that his presentation to the Senate wasn't for four more days yet. Vader had said that most of these meetings hadn't even been on the schedule before they'd arrived dirt-side, but he'd anticipated them all the same, because, in his words... The Senate played host to a horde of individuals who could at once most generous be described as scavenging opportunistic predators, always on the lookout to make a kill, but perfectly content to feed on carrion all the same. Luke figured it meant that your average senator was a competent gossip and had the means to act on the rumors they caught, which is why he now found himself swamped in all kinds of essential meetings he was pretty sure weren't half as essential as the auto-color-coder in his planner made them out to be. He really needed to reprogram that thing, someday soon before his life really did become nothing but meetings. Luckily, it hadn't come that far, yet, because he knew for a fact that tonight was his first party this week. Granted, it would be a party with no dancing, not even group dances, and if there had been, he didn't know the dances here. And he would have to wear his dress uniform, which wasn't too bad now that he had resolved his most pressing issues with it. And he did think it looked pretty nice, and apparently there'd be no singing or playing of instruments. Whatever. It was a party, and even if parties in the Imperial Palace were apparently nothing like Tatooine parties, it'd be nice to be able to do something other than have to correct countless core-worlders who apparently knew nothing of mechanics, even if they were senators and counts and such. If nothing else, Vader would be there too, so there'd be someone to talk to who he was reasonably sure wouldn't mind the company. Which is what he kept in mind as he tried not to let his eyes glaze over too much while one senator whoever made another critically false assumption on how the armor worked while sounding supremely confident of his own non-existent expertise. So far, not a single person in these meetings he'd been forced to attend last minute seemed to know anything all about engineering, something they all seemed to get incredibly offended about when Luke corrected their false assumptions or mistakes. Sighing deeply, he resettled in his seat as he eyed the senator who'd last spoken, a Zabrak man with amber-colored skin and an impressive set of horns, who was looking incredibly pleased with himself. Even though everything he just said about the construction of the helmet is wrong, Luke thought somewhat snippily, again. No, sir, he addressed the senator as respectfully as he could, mindful of the possibility that he might actually be trying to understand, for as irritated with him as Luke was. That's not what I did with the wiring. Why would I even do that? Nothing would work in the armor from the neck up. Now, as for what I did do, I'm sorry, but you'll have to wait for the official Senate presentation like everyone else. Until then, I am under strict orders of confidentiality until the project is partially declassified. He technically was, but since this would be mass-produced armor, everything but the most intimate secrets, like the precise method of molecular engineering or coding in the firewalls of the HUD, would soon enough become common knowledge to anyone who cared to learn. Confidentiality was practically a moot point. However, as Vader had pointed out when the man had taken pity on him before the first of his long series of meetings, that didn't mean he couldn't take full advantage of the fact that until then, he technically couldn't say anything to anyone not already cleared, like a bunch of nosy senators, for example. Most of them were looking thoroughly offended at his last statement, even though it was all perfectly true and out of Luke's hands. Another thing Vader had had to explain to him after his first meeting. Apparently none of these people were exactly used to being told no, and their power was usually enough to circumvent the times that people said exactly that. Why they thought that that would be the case with Luke, someone they didn't even know, he had no idea. Still, he put on his best smile and looked around the room. Now then, are there any other questions that I can't answer before then? he asked. 
already knowing that there wouldn't be and ready to get out. After the near-customary sputtering of offense that he'd gotten used to over the last three days, he subtly signaled Commander Cody, who'd stationed himself behind him and off to the side. Immediately a chime sounded from the commander's position, mimicking a chronometer alarm to a T. "'I'm sorry, sirs,' the commander piped up, sounding not particularly sorry at all. "'But that's the signal for Engineer Lars's next appointment in a couple of minutes. We'll have to cut this short.' Perfectly on time. It was a system he and the clones had developed shortly after the first meeting. Apparently it was an old trick Commander Cody had used before when guarding various individuals. No one would suspect the guards of doing something underhanded after all, he told Luke, so it was the perfect cover to get out of a tiring appointment or to work someone out the door while still staying diplomatic. Apparently not diplomatic enough, as several senators immediately made to loudly protest Luke leaving, but Commander Rappo joined them at his other side flanking him in and making for a pretty good barrier between him and the outraged senators. "'Sorry, sirs,' Apo said in an echo of Cody, sounding even less apologetic. "'But the head engineer is an individual in high demand, and you, unfortunately, do not have a monopoly on his time. Now then, you really must excuse Engineer Lars, but Lord Vader doesn't take kindly to tardiness.' At Apo's name drop of Vader, the room immediately went eerily quiet, and Luke was never more grateful for Vader giving him blanket permission to drop by his rooms at any time, or to make subtle use of his name unnecessary. Apparently his dislike for politicians and nobles was known well enough amongst them that no one really wanted to annoy him too much. Which Luke happily made use of in the moment by gathering up his data pad, offering the now somewhat ashen-faced crowd of senators a genuinely beaming smile and a shallow dip of his head as he made to leave. Commander Apo is right. I really must be going. Good day, sirs. And with that, the troopers assumed a tight formation around him and escorted him out of the meeting hall. Breathing a sigh of relief once they got a good enough distance away that he no longer had to fear attempts at being called back, he scowled at the two commanders when he heard them snickering at his predicament. Shut up, he groused. You heard the nonsense they were spouting. I couldn't take another minute of it. Well, you certainly made a dramatic enough exit of it, Boomer chimed in cheerfully from where he made up the rear guard. I think a couple of them wet themselves once the commander dropped Lord Vader's name, he said chortling, the rest of the clones chuckling happy in agreement. No kidding, Vold agreed happily. I think that's a brat nearly turned salmon without palely when it is Lordship's name. But anyway, he said as he audibly refocused. Where to next, sir? Do you genuinely want to head to Lord Vader, or would you rather head back to the suite for some R&R before the party? Luke didn't even have to think about it. Drop me off at Lord Vader's offices, he decided quickly. I'd best be seen actually heading in, so my excuse is more truth than lie in case anyone finds out, and I need someone to complain to about senators and counts anyway. That statement made a few helmets turn his way, and Luke winced as he realized that may have been a bit too frank, but Cody simply shook his head and gestured for the others to keep on walking. Only you, sir, he muttered wonderingly. Only you. What? he asked, bewildered. But Cody simply shook his head again. Nothing, sir. Absolutely nothing. A lie, but not a critical one. Still musing on the odd response, Luke didn't even notice how quickly they made pace until they were nearly at the grand black marble double doors that marked the entrance to Vader's rooms here at the palace. All right, sir, Apo said as they came to a halt. Here we are. You want us to wait outside while you do whatever you need to do? Luke stared at the man in bafflement. What kind of question is that? he asked. Of course not. That could take ages. Boomer, Volt, and Slice sighed in relief. Thanks, sir. Slice offered. You have no idea how boring standing guard gets. Luke nodded, still feeling a bit baffled, but Cody caught his attention again. If you don't want us waiting out here, sir, he began, then would you mind if I took the men back to the suite? We'd still be close by, and you could calm us once you're finished with whatever it is you and Lord Vader need to talk about. He finished uneasily, clearly avoiding the word complaining. Yes, of, of course, Luke agreed immediately. Sons, you don't even need to ask. Cody... I would never keep you guys waiting like that, and it's not like I can get any safer than with Lord Vader, he pointed out. That earned him a laugh from Cody and the rest of the clones. True enough, sir, he agreed. Very well. You have your come. Of course I do, he said with a wink, fishing out his code cylinder as he headed for the security panel in the middle of the door. See you in a bit, Commander. Cody nodded. Likewise, sir. With that, he inserted his code cylinder and stepped back as the solid stone doors slid open with a grating rumble of rock sliding along rock. Glancing back revealed the troopers still standing guard behind him. Boomer shot him a double thumbs up and he beamed back before heading through the door. Stone began to slide shut behind him again, but he ignored it in favor of the sight in front of him that had never failed to awe him so far. 
The room was as grand and high as the doors, hewn out of much the same black marble and polished to a mirror sheen that showcased the veins of gold and silver running through the stone, everything shining harshly under the cold light of glow spheres floating in clusters of various sizes high above his head. It was beautiful, Luke admitted, but there was something almost sad about the space, something that almost made Luke want to sit down and wallow in misery. Lonely, Luke realized as he wandered in deeper. The space felt lonely. And given its usual and only occupant and what he had confessed to. That sounds very lonely. His own voice echoed back at him inside his head. It. Was. The remembered sound of a vocoder whispered in response as well as it could. Yeah, Luke thought. Lonely is exactly the word I'd use to describe this place. It's like it was made for misery. He shook the feeling off. Well, too bad. That would just have to change now, wouldn't it? Now Luke was here, too, and he was determined to help. The troopers, Vader, it hardly mattered. Aunt Beru had often said he had a heart big enough to help anyone he wanted, and he wanted to help them all. So that was exactly what he was going to do, and caring about Vader was hardly a chore. Difficult, maybe, with the number of walls the man sometimes had up, but certainly never a chore. And with that in mind, he went off to find the target of what Uncle Owen had sometimes called his aggressive caring. He'd argued that there was nothing much aggressive about wanting to give someone a hug, but his uncle had always laughed and said he found a way. Trotting the sense in the back of his mind, he let it lead him up the grand staircase in front of him and to the right when it split off instead of the lower floors where he knew the office to be. Wandering into the narrow hallways of the upper levels that curved around the atrium, he noted that there were far fewer glow spheres floating near the high ceilings here, casting everything into a gloom that only served to further make him feel like he was trapped in a cave a long way off from anyone and everyone that might care. Glaring up at the offending architecture, he had half a mind to start lecturing the empty hallway about being so damn oppressive. Who made a home like this? It was rude, is what it was. How did Vader ever feel comfortable in this kind of place, even the part of him that would always be desert and associate dark and cool with safety was recoiling at this place, no matter how beautiful it was to a certain extent. It nearly felt like it drained and muffled. I take it you are not fond of my abode, little one. A familiar rumbling voice sounded from behind him, and Luke definitely did not yelp as he spun around. Sure enough, behind him was a distinctly amused Vader standing there with his hands clasped behind his back, and that stupid helmet tilted in that manner that Luke knew meant the man was laughing at him. Scowling at Vader, he jabbed a finger in his direction. This time I know you went into stealth mode for that, he accused. This place echoes like nothing else. You did that on purpose. Vader merely tilted his head in the other direction, but denied nothing while amusement rolled off of him in waves. Luke's scowl deepened as he realized the man wasn't going to admit to anything either, and crossed his arms in a manner that definitely wasn't a pout. You were glaring quite fiercely at my hall decor, little one. Is it not to your liking? The man repeated, blatantly ignoring Luke's accusations of sneaking as he always did. Luke rolled his eyes but went along with it. Yeah, actually, he admitted, walking over to join Vader. I don't mean to be rude, but how do you live here? Feels like it's trying to swallow me whole with how dark it is. His eyes widened a second later as he realized how that might come over. Even if it is rather pretty, he hurried to tack on, but Vader merely huffed out a gust of static as he pressed a hand to Luke's back to lead him back down the way he had come. Peace, little one, he rumbled. I take no offense. As for how I live here, he trailed off, resting a hand over the control box on his chest. Silence reigned for a bit, only broken by the cycling of the respirator and the tread of their footsteps on the polished marble. These rooms, they were a gift from my master, he explained at last, the vocoder dropping off to a hush. I was told they would suit me. A malice seemed to settle in after those words, pressing down like it meant to grid him into the ground. The Emperor, Luke mentally translated as he suppressed a wince at the word master. This place was a gift from the Emperor, one that would suit Vader. He sniffed derisively at that thought. No offense to his majesty, he began, hoping to dispel the uncomfortable feeling settling in. I don't think he and I will agree on styles of architecture. Far too few plants, in my opinion, or color. That earned him an amused huff from his mentor, and he grinned as the malice seemed to lift a bit. 
Cheerfully, he continued on a rant about how they had the ability to put plants and water inside a house, or, well, palace in this case, he supposed, and didn't use it everywhere. Why, if he had that ability, you wouldn't even need to paint the walls or put in floors. It would be nothing but plants and flowers all the way down. And as silly and insignificant as some of his gripes probably were to Vader, they did their job in distracting the man from whatever had been weighing down on him, and Luke could feel from the increasing amusement at his side that the man was listening intently, despite how nonsensical it all was. Somewhere between him complaining about having things like glow spheres, then using so little of them, and explaining exactly how many indoor water basins he would put everywhere if given the chance, Vader began to chuckle in that halting, staticky way that was the only way the vocoder could translate the sound. You seem to have very strong opinions on the use of botany in architecture, little one, he observed, and Luke could hear the teasing undertone in his voice. He shrugged happily and smiled up at the black mask looking down at him. Pretty much, he agreed happily. It's probably got something to do with being a desert child. I never even knew you could have that many plants in one place. And now I find out people can do it and don't? He shook his head in mock disappointment. What a waste. Such a disappointment. Hmm. A disappointment indeed. Vader agreed distractedly as he guided Luke down the last of the stairs and into his office. They lapsed into a companionable silence after that. The strange malice from earlier completely dispelled, and it was hard even for the strange ambience of Vader's rooms to make Luke feel lonely when Vader was right there next to him. Allowing himself to be gently pushed into the office, a vast, squarish room cut from the same marble as the rest of Vader's suite, and decorated sparsely with a desk and a small seating corner consisting of a few pitch-black leather armchairs and a glass calf table, Luke flounced forward and plopped down into one of the chairs in a manner that would have Aunt Baru frowning. Vader, however, merely tilted his head at him when Luke arranged himself upside down in surprisingly comfortable black leather. I must admit I had not expected to see you again until this evening, little one. I believed you had a full schedule. He cut himself off as Luke groaned loudly at the mention of that damnable schedule. Crossing his arms, Vader looked at Luke in a manner that had him feeling inexplicably sheepish despite the blankness of the mask. Ah, I see. Luke covered his face with his hands as he let his head hang slack off the edge of the armchair. It's all so boring, he complained. None of them ever say anything new, and none of them even know what they're talking about either, and telling them that I couldn't tell them anything didn't stop it either. We just argued in circles again and again and again, only it wasn't arguing because I didn't want to be rude. But I couldn't take it anymore. And so you came here. Vader rumbled softly, sounding like he was very far away for a moment. Luke dropped his hands from his face and looked at the distinctly pensive man in concern. But yeah, he admitted, that was okay, right? I mean, I can go if it wasn't. But Vader merely waved him off as he walked towards the chair opposite to him. At ease, little one. You are more than welcome here. Sinking down into the chair with a lithe grace, Luke blinked at the man now seated opposite to him, but pointedly didn't make any move to right himself, instead offering an upside-down smile from where he was partially hanging off the chair. If Vader drew issue with his posture, he didn't let it show. But be that as it may, Luke, he rumbled in a somewhat sterner tone, I do hope that you remembered your lessons well enough not to cause a minor scandal. I didn't, he chirped happily. Commander Cody and I have a system now. Do you, now? Yep, he confirmed as he kicked his legs a bit, bouncing them on the back of the chair. I just give her the signal and he activates a chronometer alarm, telling everyone that it's for my next appointment or something similar. He's been very helpful. Apparently he's done this kind of thing before and has been kind enough to help me out with some of the trickier bits. Vader regarded him for a moment before nodding his head, satisfaction thrumming warmly around them. Yes, he conceded. That would certainly serve well enough as a means to diplomatically put an end to the viper's hissing. Luke snorted lightly. Not well enough, he grumbled. Should have heard the volumes they reached when Cody told them I had to go to another appointment. It was only after Apo told them I had an appointment with you that they piped down. As well they should, Vader rumbled darkly, leaning back into the chair. And Luke got the impression that if he were to look below the mask at this moment... The man would be wearing a smile of vicious satisfaction. Luke gave him a tired smile. You know, normally I'd be all for giving people more of a chance than that, but I can see why you'd be annoyed with them. Most of them are incredibly confident in what they're saying about the armor, despite the fact that so far, 
none of them have gotten a single thing right. And then they get incredibly offended when I tell them that that's not how it or anything works. They just... <clears throat> he let his head drop back as he stared up at the black void where normally there would be a ceiling if it wasn't so damn high and dark at the same time. Are all senators like this? he asked already feeling drained at the prospect of having to sit through all the meetings still flagged as essential and urgent in his planner. Or did I just get the worst of luck? When no sound came from the chair opposite from him, Luke looked back down in concern. Vader's mask was tilted down, presumably staring at the floor and looking very much like the man who was lost in his own thoughts at the moment. He frowned at the sight, hairs on his neck standing on end as the strange feeling of malice from earlier began to set back in again. "'Lord?' he prompted softly. "'Are you all right?' Whatever thoughts had plagued his mentor seemed to be shaken off as the lenses tilted back up to meet Luke's eyes. "'It is nothing, little one. Merely old memories.' He shifted himself in the chair, and Luke was relieved to note that the malice seemed to be dissipating a bit. "'And to answer your question,' he continued, "'yes, most are.' Though I will admit that the ones you are currently contending with are senators especially shameless in their corruption and lazy in the execution of their manipulations. The ones who still have a shred of decency left or are simply more cunning are waiting to meet you until after your scheduled presentation. Why, though? Lucanda asked, still looking at Vader with a frown of confusion. What are they even trying to achieve with all these endless meetings? You'd think that by now word would have spread that I'm unwilling to break confidentiality on this project. You assume that what they are after is information on the project, Vader pointed out. And the likelihood that they are is abysmally low. Luke shot him a look askance and felt his mouth twitch into a smile when Vader exhaled a gust of static out of his vocoder. In a certain sense, you must view these meetings as traps, little one. Rather blatant ones, too, with the suit of Project acting as bait. Do you remember what I told you about power and the methods used to get it? Luke nodded. Manipulation and various kinds of strong-arming, right? Yes, Vader agreed. But in order to attempt either of those, they first need to be able to speak with you. And here Vader tilted his head at Luke in that distinct way of his. And even on the lady... You are known as notoriously difficult to contact. Luke winced at that statement and smiled innocently at his mentor. Ah, uh, oops, he tried. The vocoder rang out a sharp burst of static in concert with a reprimanding finger being teasingly pointed at him. Do not think me ignorant as to your shortcomings, little one. You will have to get rid of that poor habit sooner rather than later. Vader scolded even as a warmth suffused the air. Luke's smile only widened, and he attempted for one of his best upside-down salutes. Yes, sir, he teased right back, earning himself a rumbling clatter of staticky laughter. But why would they set up these meetings if they aren't even interested in the project? Surely there are easier ways to talk to me than simply wasting everyone's time in a meeting no one apparently wants to have. There are, Vader answered bluntly. But answer me this honestly, Luke. Would you agree to any of them? Would you agree to have a lunch meeting or allow an introduction? Ah, Luke realized, rubbing the back of his neck. Now, exactly, Vader said with that damn tilt. They likely realized that early on when you did not respond to any of the more usual requests for a meeting, with the more impatient and foolhardy individuals likely thinking that tricking you into these meetings would accomplish the same result. An educated guess would be that they hoped to distract you away from the topic of the armor and into their own domain of power and politics, thus setting you up to be taken advantage of. Well, Luke thought, that certainly explains a lot. Like how his spam folder had been filling up more rapidly than usual, or why none of the senators seemed particularly pleased when he insisted they stayed on topic. It also explained why he felt like most of the senators had been two steps away from fainting the first three meetings Vader had joined them, he groaned. Great, so they've been deliberately wasting my time with these things, he complained. Just awesome. Indeed, Vader agreed mildly. Although, why you do not simply cancel the meetings? I am somewhat at a loss, sir. 
Hold up. What? He said with dawning realization. I can do that? Of course, Fid replied, completely unaware of the fact that he just personally brightened Luke's day by a matter of magnitudes. They're requesting your time for non-essential meetings. You are not obliged to entertain them if you do not wish to do so. Fuck yeah! Luke cheered, popping a fist up into the air before realizing he'd cut off Vader mid-sentence. Wincing, he sheepishly looked back up at Vader. Ah, uh, sorry, my lord. Language, little one, was the mildly amused reprimand before he leaned forward with what Vader suspected was a considering look as his demeanor shifted to something more concerned. Did you honestly not know this? Ah, uh, no, Luke admitted. They were forwarded to me from the right codes, and my planner simply flanked every one of the meetings as essential and urgent. Since it had to do with the Suda project, you assumed it was simply correct. Vader finished, a thoughtful air enveloping the man. Luke, would you mind showing me your planner? Blinking at the strange request, Luke could only nod as he rifled for his data pad somewhere next to him in the chair. Yeah, sure, just, just give me a, a second. His fingers hit the hard edge of the pad and he pulled it out from behind his back. With a familiar three-tap shortcut that was near muscle memory at this point, he pulled up his planner, still jam-packed with nothing but meetings for the next four days, whenever there was a gap in his schedule. He held it out for Vader to grab. Here you go. A black-gloved hand took the data pad from his hand and immediately started tapping away at the appointment slots displayed. Now with nothing to do but wait until Vader either found what he was looking for or gave up, Luke simply closed his eyes for a bit and let the periodic tapping and rhythmic cycling of the respirator soothe him into a calmer mindset. It was kind of nice just hanging there for a bit in silent company. It reminded him of the times when he was younger and the sandstorms had raged around the homestead. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru would usually be busy with some kind of quiet work as the sands whistled past the domes of the farm, bookkeeping, clothes mending, that sort of thing. When he got older, Luke learned to help, but young as he had been then, he'd often been left to entertain himself for a bit in their company. Sometimes that meant playing quiet games as his imagination brought toys to life, or playing simple tunes on his ocarina in time with the storm, but more often he simply sat down on the floor and allowed the sounds of the howling winds outside to fill his head. The whispers, normally so quiet that his mind would swell until they weaved together into words he almost understood. When he'd been younger, they told him stories of how the water and sky and suns came to be. Stories he later told to the other kids that they cared to listen, all of them entranced by the wind whispers, as they called them. And later, when he'd become older, they spoke to him of things his mind didn't understand, but his heart just knew. And sitting there, surrounded by family and listening to something larger, older, and wilder than he would ever possibly know, he'd made some of his most peaceful memories, there, in the raging storm. Somehow, sitting here, draped upside down over an armchair, Vader reminded him of the sandstorms back home, and the paradoxical peace and wonder they brought. Letting himself be lulled into a near-meditative state by the sound of half-remembered whispering sand at the back of his mind, he nearly jerked out of his chair when Vader made a triumphant sound. Ah, so that is what they did. Opening his eyes again, had Vader holding up the data pad, and he caught a glance of something that was definitely not his planner menu. Did what? he asked, still with half a mind on the desert. Apparently, our esteemed senators, and Luke hadn't even known that the vocoder was capable of translating sarcastic vitriol to that extent, flagged their requested meetings as emergency conferences concerning the Suda project to bypass both the proper authorities and your filters, forcing the program to automatically accept their request unless the time was already occupied by an appointment of similar urgency or manually removed, something they would have had to utilize both their senatorial codes for and the specialized project codes, he growled out, tone resembling that of a rock slide. Well, that didn't sound good. Are they allowed to do that? Luke asked dubiously. As far as he was aware, none of the people he'd talked to were even involved with the project let alone in a position where it would be necessary to call him in for an emergency that overrode his regular schedule. They most certainly are not, Vader growled out. Nor should they be in possession of the codes necessary to enact something like this in the first place. Someone leaked the necessary codes to them, likely for their own benefit, knowing this would be the result. And rest assured, 
I will notify them with all due haste that I do not appreciate them harassing you in this manner. And while that wasn't anything that Luke had expected to happen, maybe be given permission to hide out at Vader's office some more, but... I... thank you, was all he could bring out. But Vader merely nodded curtly in response, still looking down at the pad with what was definitely a glare hidden behind those lenses. Luke bit his cheek for a moment before blurting out, Can I stay here for a bit longer, though, while I cancel those meetings? Vader looked up sharply before handing over the data pad. Of course, little one. And I will ensure this does not happen again. Standing up from his chair in a single sharp movement, Vader made his way over to his desk while Luke looked at his data pad and... Wait, that definitely wasn't his planner's menu. Hold up, did you slice into their planners to get that info? He asked incredulously as he scrolled through some Senator Kaha'u's planner. Vader stopped short of his desk and glanced back at him, a rare feeling of mischief dancing through the air. But of course, how else was I to catch them out on their unauthorized activities? He rumbled out. And Luke could swear that for a split second, the gleam on those lenses was of glee instead of glow spheres. Shaking his head with a grin stretched ear to ear, Luke merely let himself fall back flat against the armchair again and began the process of clearing out of the senator's planner without leaving a trace. Somewhere out of sight, he heard Vader take a seat at his desk, and, making himself even more comfortable in the chair, Luke began to sort through his own planner, the stress of the day being soothed away as he matched his own breathing to the slow cycles of the respirator. They lapsed into silence, but Luke didn't think he'd felt this comfortable for a long time, the distinct feelings of safety and close company washing over him, all steeped in a deep catharsis, as he cancelled each one of those mind-numbing and bad-faith meetings. They worked like that for a while. Vader clearly tapping away at his own data pad while Luke finished up with his planner, now almost peacefully empty except for the things that truly were necessary for the Suda project to proceed. Still not really feeling like getting up, he instead pulled up his presentation file and the specialized projector to present it with, and started working on that, immersing himself in the far more interesting work of putting together a coherent narrative for what was essentially a calf and sleep deprivation-fueled month-long frenzy of engineering madness even if it was some of his better madness, if he did say so himself. Not that Vader had agreed. The man had started to make it a habit into the second week of dragging him out of his workshop sometime around one in the morning, scolding him for being reckless with his own health, something which, despite it interrupting his workflow, had made Luke feel warm and fuzzy inside. Still, he had work to get done, both then and now, and he let himself fall into the flow zone of designing and coding something workable together. He was halfway through the part of the presentation where he began to expand on the HUD and all of its capabilities when a soft sound from behind him shook him out of his musings. Luke, Vader called softly. It is time to finish your task, little one. Tonight's gathering is in less than an hour's time. Letting his data pad fall flat onto his stomach, he craned his neck back to look at his mentor. Wait, really? he asked, flipping up his pad to check the chrono, which indeed displayed the correct time. Huh he muttered. Must have lost track of time. You lost track? was the rumbled question. Hey, I was busy, Luke defended. This is the first time in three days that I've been able to sit down and work on my presentation, let alone had some peace and quiet. Besides, the chair was comfortable and I didn't want to move. The silence after that declaration stretched just a bit too long, but Vader just nodded like something just made sense to him. Ah, of course. And anyway, Luke continued, still a bit defensive. It was nice to be able to just hang out for a bit, you know, even if we were both doing our own thing. That garnered a reaction from Vader that some absent part of Luke's mind noted was not entirely unlike when a Lothcat got skittish. But the man recovered quickly enough that Luke had to wonder if that wasn't just his own mind making things up. I appreciate your company as well, little one, came the slightly stilted response. But the air was so full of something warm, soft, and slightly hesitant, that Luke just knew every word of it was meant. He smiled warmly at his mentor, who seemed to flounder for just a split second now that his extensive walls had been lowered for a bit, but even the rapidly stiffening posture of Vader couldn't dissuade Luke from what he just heard. As for my own thing, as you put it, rest assured that I took care of the Senator's indiscretions. The situation will not repeat itself, Vader continued 
blatantly changing the subject in a manner so unlike his usual grace that Luke could only grin. Thank you, my lord, he said with a little nod, trying to convey his full thankfulness with it. Vader nodded back stiffly, before sweeping around the side of his desk in a clear bid to get going on his earlier warning of the time. Flipping himself backwards out of his chair and attempting to straighten out the worst creases in his current dress uniform, he grabbed his pad and took up his place at Vader's side. Right, he said. Time to get ready for the party. I'll just come up Cody and the squad to come get me. There is no need for that, Vader interrupted. If you are willing, I can simply escort you back to your suite myself. Luke's head jerked up to look at Vader, but the impassive black mask gave away nothing as per usual, with the stiff posture of the man not helping matters. Wait, really? he asked, getting only a stiff nod in return. I plan to arrive early to ensure everything is proceeding according to plan. Seeing as I am not the one in need of a fresh uniform, he explained with a pointed look at Luke's dress uniform that was showing the creases and rumples of being worn all day, I have enough time to see you safe to your suite and guards as well. While that wasn't exactly an entirely fair statement, given the fact that Luke was pretty sure Vader didn't even have a dress uniform he had to ring himself into, he nonetheless beamed in response. Anyone who said that Vader didn't care obviously hadn't seen the man when he was not so subtly trying to fossil over the place. I'd like that, my lord, he agreed. Something uncoiled in the air, and when Luke took a step closer to his newly self-appointed escort's side, he could have sworn that same something rumbled contentedly. They walked back down the narrow marble hallways in brief silence, but Luke could still feel a couple of questions bubbling away inside of him. My lord, he asked softly, testing the waters to see if the dark man was willing to strike up a conversation. Yes, little one. Apparently he was. Good times for Luke and his endless curiosity. What ended up happening with the senators? And how did they get those codes? he asked, still curious as to how the whole debacle got started. Weren't those supposed to be for the Suda Project's communications only? The air seemed to thicken for a moment as Vader's shoulders squared off entirely. They were, he growled. Which means one of the members did something incredibly foolish and leaked those codes to the senators directly. Something that could have compromised the entire project if they were to reach the ears of people who actually had the sense to see the potential in them beyond harassing you. Luke swallowed uncomfortably at that. Any idea who it was? he asked hoarsely. Images flashing through his head of what a compromised armor could mean for the ones wearing it. I have my suspicions, Vader ground out, the vocoder producing a sound not unlike rocks scraping against metal. And if they prove to be true, the culprit will know regret beyond bounds. But unfortunately, as moronic as they were to cross us like this, they were at least competent enough to cover their tracks. Luke mused over those words for a moment. So what now? he asked. What do we do? Vader glanced down at him. We do nothing, he answered pointedly. I will handle this situation and see if I can lure the coward out into the open for a hunt. You, on the other hand, will continue on with your duties and attempt to let this weakling interfere with your duties and work as little as possible. Frowning, Luke crossed his arm as to give a mock glare at his mentor. So, I'm supposed to just sit back and do nothing about this while you get all the fun? He asked with a slightly teasing lilt. A lilt that Vader clearly missed going by his answer. Little one, a distinctly tired voice came from the vocoder. I realize that you are curious, but I am asking you to trust me. I know what I am doing. Blinking at the somewhat odd choice of words for the man that somehow seems to hold a lot more meaning than he realized, Luke nodded slowly. Okay, he said quietly, just tell me how. Vader turns to look at him and confusion pervaded the air. What? He shrugged. You asked me to trust you. I do and I am, but I need you to tell me how to do it. He smiled up at the blank mask, hiding a face that he could swear was looking rather flabbergasted at the moment. So just tell me how. Silence. Pure silence. Aside from the ever-present cycling of the respirator. Silence that would have stretched for a nearly uncomfortable length of time were it not that Luke could feel a whole conflict of emotions viciously tearing at each other around Vader, each vying to be the most confusing and overwhelming as the speechless man stood in the middle of it, 
the deceptively calm eye of the emotional storm. Eventually it all seemed to settle into a curious mixture of quiet bafflement and... awe. Luke cocked his head to the side. Huh, he thought. Must have read that one wrong. Very well, Vader eventually conceded. Then I ask you to leave this situation to me while you occupy yourself with more pressing matters. The upcoming presentations you must give, and considerations for who you would wish to appoint as your private secretary, for example. With a wave of his hand, the heavy door slid open, and for all that Luke was an engineer and the hairs on his neck stood on end as something shivered through the air, he still couldn't understand how Vader had managed that, which nearly distracted him from the last part of the sentence, nearly. Wait, what? he asked. A secretary? Vader glanced at him and nodded. Yes. It has become clear through this incident that it would be a grave mistake to allow your correspondence and schedule to continue to be maintained by the ladies' communication department and a mere planner program. Your time has become valuable enough and in high enough demand that people would now resort to unsavory and illegal tactics to gain access to it. Thus, I suggest that once we finish our engagements here in the palace and return to the lady, you start considering potential candidates for the position. And when the world, in which his time was now apparently a valuable commodity, still didn't make sense after the third blink, he decided to just give up and roll with it, starting with a few questions. What does a secretary even do? Luke asked while picking up the pace to catch up with Vader. What do I need one for? A secretary, or private aide, is someone who assists you in many different aspects. Vader answered promptly, slowing down his pace just enough that Luke felt a rush of gratitude as he realized it was for his benefit. They would be responsible for maintaining and composing your schedule, and would be responsible for ensuring both are handled to your liking, such as not allowing a repeat of this situation to happen. They would carry the authority to relay any orders you might wish to give to your corps when you are otherwise occupied or incapacitated and to block individuals from access to you in any number of situations. If chosen right, there would even be someone you could turn to for advice on various matters if you wished. That's... that's a lot of responsibilities, Luke noted faintly. Indeed. But a good aid seems to be something you need from now on, Vader responded meaningfully. You have elevated your station by quite a bit, little one. With that comes a need to manage that station. I see, Luke answered feeling like he didn't see much of anything at all. Vader hummed non-committally at that, likely sensing Luke's not-so-inner conflict about this all. I would suggest you do not concern yourself with this quite yet, little one, he advised. The search for your new aid can wait for a few days more until we finish our business here. But think on the information and see if you cannot think of anyone aboard the lady you would entrust with such a role. Nodding his head like it was being jerked up and down in a string, Luke tried to process said information. All right, and I guess you'll be trying to find the leak in the meantime? He hazarded a guess. Correct. Whomever it was that distributed the codes was an individual with a high enough rank that they had your emergency codes for this project, and yet was petty enough to use them for personal gain and an attempt to damage your reputation. That sort of behavior cannot be tolerated. And Luke nearly felt sorry for who was about to be on the receiving end of the anger that prompted that kind of tone. But didn't you say they'd cover their tracks? Luke asked, still fishing for more information despite knowing Vader likely knew exactly what he was doing. The man hardly seems to mind, though. How are you going to deal with that? Vader scoffed at a sharp sound of static. I do not need their identity to affect them, little one. A notification addressed to all individuals of relevant rank about the situation and the severe consequences for the culprit if they are caught should be enough to either smoke them out or chase them underground, depending on the metal of their will. Either way, they will be dealt with. Any response Luke could have given was rendered moot by the fact that they rounded the last corner of the hallway right at that moment, bringing into view the door to the guest suite Luke and clones called home for the moment. About to fumble for his code cylinder, Vader instead rested a hand on his arm and made the same sharp gesture from earlier toward the suite's doors. With a click and a hiss, both halves slid open and revealed the seven clothes in civvies gathered around the calf table as both Volt and Slice stared intently at a miniature firepath board mid-game, which Luke really hoped didn't include the incineration feature from the regular-sized boards. 
a game that was immediately abandoned by all in favor of looking up to who had just walked into their highly secure suite, shortly followed by all clones present scrambling to attention when they realized a very familiar cloaked figure in black was striding into the room. Lord Vader! Commander Appa saluted. My lord, we didn't expect you to— But Vader waved off whatever Appa was about to say with a graceful gesture. At ease, Commander. I am merely here to see Engineer Lars safely to his suite. With that, Vader turned back towards him and offered him a curt nod, which Luke promptly returned. I'll see you at the party then, he said with a grin. Of course, was the immediate response. And think on what I told you. I will. And with that, Vader gave him one last nod before spinning swiftly on his heel and sweeping out of the room, cloak flaring behind him. Turning back towards the clones, he was surprised to find that pretty much every single one of them was looking at him with something that landed somewhere squarely between awe and confusion. Sir, Volt articulated slowly, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you just get Lord Vader to escort you back to your rooms? Frowning at the wary tone Volt was using, Luke shook his head hesitantly. Actually, he suggested it. He said he's going to check on the party preparations ahead of time, so he might as well drop me off to freshen up. Lord Vader doesn't check on party preparations, Hex responded, sounding a bit hollow. Really? Luke looked towards the door where Vader had exited. The man hadn't seemed like he was lying at the time. He shrugged. Maybe this time is different, he suggested. Boomer snorted loudly before muttering under his breath, I'll just bid it is before getting elbowed in the stomach by kicks. Never mind that, the field medic said, still glaring at Boomer. What was it he asked you to think on? I swear if it was another one of those band-the-brain plans of his. Kicks, Cody reprimanded. They're on you now, Commander, kicks shot back. Besides, you're not the one who has to patch everyone up after this one. Actually, Luke interrupted a bit louder than he probably needed to, drawing everyone's attention back towards him and away from the rising tensions. He asked me to start considering who I'd want to choose for a secretary. That got a reaction as most of the clones blinked for a bit, but both Apo and Cody started nodding slowly as the idea sank in. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, sir, Apo agreed. With the amount of meetings he's got to handle, Cody asked. Definitely. That's another thing we discussed, Luke informed them brightly, pulling up his planner. Check this out, he said as he held it up, the clones immediately crowding around it. Is it just me? Slice began slowly as he squinted at the data pad. Or does that thing look a lot more empty than it did a couple hours ago? Now you're pretty much on the mark, Luke told the man with a chuckle. Apparently someone leaked my emergency conference codes for the Suda project, which was how they were getting all those meetings in. Lord Vader took care of that issue and I cancelled all the rest, so we should have a much easier time of it in the next few days. Slice blinked before looking at it with wide eyes. Wait, he said slowly. Don't tell me you actually went to his lordship. To complain about the senators, he said, with a look of slowly dawning horror. Taken aback, Luke could only look with wide eyes as the other clones took on various looks of either matching horror or resigned amusement. You did, didn't you, sir? Cody asked, lips twitching into a smile. Well, yeah, he answered hesitantly. I mean, for the most part, we sat in his office and worked on our own stuff, but I definitely complained for a bit, and that's when he looked further into what the senators were doing. Why? Sir... Apo said in an exasperated tone that was eerily similar to Biggs's whenever Luke pulled off something crazy, and he wasn't sure if he wanted to cheer him on or smack him. You do realize you essentially got the supreme commander of the Imperial Armed Forces to pull rank on your behalf, right? Oh. I hadn't thought of it like that, Luke admitted sheepishly. I just wanted someone to vent to who'd get it and be left alone for a bit. And that was apparently the wrong thing to say, as Boomer couldn't take it any longer, bursting into loud peals of laughter that shook his whole frame. Luke flushed from his neck to the roots of his hair as the man doubled over, sicking onto the floor with each further bout of cackling glee that not even a swift kick from Hex could stop. Not that the man was alone in his mirth, with various of the other clones stifling chuckles or smiles of their own. "'I don't get yourself in a twist, sir,' Volt said with a grin playing along his face. We all knew that you didn't mean it that way, and that Lord Vader is just a tad overprotective of you. This is just the fruit of that. Not to mention that he has the right idea, Kix chimed in. All that stress was doing you no good, sir. And if those leaked codes mean what I think they mean, other people knew that as well, he pointed out before getting a thoughtful look. And getting a secretary would cut down on that sort of stress in the future, too. Commander Cody snorted. Yeah, I'll say that his lordship has thought of that too, Kix. He clapped Luke on the shoulder. 
But anyway, enough about that bunch of slaymo senators, sir. You had a good time of it with Lord Vader. Eager to move on from the current topic, Luke nodded brightly. Yeah, definitely. Those chairs in his office are surprisingly comfortable, and hanging out with him for a few hours while I get some work done definitely helped me relax. He shrugged happily. It was nice. Only you would call sitting in the same office as Lord Vader refreshing, sir. A still wheezing boomer informed him from the floor. Shut up, boomer. Cody snapped out before turning to Luke again. And anyway, sir, shouldn't you be getting ready for the party? Luke's eyes widened. Shit, he cursed. Right, I need to get into a fresh uniform. And maybe do something about your hair, sir. Vulture jetted innocently. I don't know what you've been doing to it, but it looks like somewhere in the hours between when we last saw you and now, somebody decided to make a nest in it. He glared at the man as he patted down his admittedly somewhat unruly-feeling hair. Huh, very funny, he deadpanned. Shouldn't you not be getting back in the uniform as well? I am still not allowed to wander about without you guys, and I doubt Lord Vader would be happy if I showed up alone. Hmm, true. Slice a bit up with a mischievous spark in his eyes. But unlike you, we don't have to fix our hair as well. Luke rolled his eyes, but grinned as the other clones chuckled along. All right, all right, I get the message, I'm going, he said as he made for the staircase under the snickering of the various clones. Still grinning as he entered his ostentatiously large room, Luke began shedding the rumpled dress uniform, feeling the lightening of the weight with each piece shed matched the lightness he felt inside. No more meetings, the strengthening of friendships all around, and a party to look forward to. Whatever else, things were looking up for the evening. The text of this story is available on AO3. Theme music written by Jack Donkadai, Sputnik, and Sam Gabriel. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch with me using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you will consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.